Hi, I'm Sally Farrant, and this is the Pricing Queen podcast. The podcast is here to help you get clear on your pricing and profit and start making more money in your business. I've got a track record for helping companies get their heads around their business numbers. And now I'm here to show you how to start earning the money you deserve and become a pricing queen yourself. If you love this episode, please do rate and review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. And do follow me on Instagram, which is at the pricing queen. And now on with the show. Hi there and welcome to the show. Today I'm talking to Kelly Goss. Kelly is a systems and automations expert. And if you think this has nothing to do with pricing, I have to tell you that you are totally wrong. So I think that when it comes to this sort of stuff, you can totally, totally save yourself loads of time and money by automating lots of processes. But remember, this is what I say about um, exchanging time for money, because actually, if you become more efficient and automate some of your processes, then actually you can't bill for all your time. So throughout this episode, I want you to think about the fact that automation means that you can actually charge more for your time, but that means charging in fixed costs like packages or in retainers and things like that, so that you're not penalised when you save time and money by doing exactly that. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Today on the podcast, I've got Kelly Goss. Kelly, tell us what you do. Uh, Well, first of all, thank you, Sally, for having me. Very excited to be here today. Uh, What do I do? I am a business process automation specialist, and I specifically work with a no-code automation platform called Zapier. Okay, so I have heard of Zapier, but for those that have never heard of it, tell us a bit about how that works. Okay, so uh, Zapier is what I like to call a connector tool. So if we think about how different pieces of cloud-based software generally will have a marketplace of different apps that they say that they integrate with. So you just basically have your two systems, let's just say a CRM and a marketing automation tool. And with that native integration that they've built, you have just a few things to configure to then maybe pass contacts and email addresses between the two platforms. But what Zapier and other no-code automation platforms like Integromat, N8N, those are a couple of examples. Microsoft Power Automate is another example. Um, But what Zapier, say, for example, uh, does is it acts as a connector where native integrations may not exist. So let's just say um let's just say Pipedrive and MailChimp have a native integration. It's very manual to, to, to use. Uh, but what Zapier does is it has agreements with or uh, arrangements with all the, these different software tools, 3,000 plus different tools, um, allowing them to connect with other tools. So they'll build an integration with Pipedrive, which uh, has certain... Um, triggers to allow you to, when something happens in one place, it does uh, performs an action in another place. Um, so Zapier will have these integrations with Pipedrive and 3,000 other tools, which then allows you to transfer data between that one tool and 
3,000 other tools where these native integrations don't exist. What it also allows you to do is it allows you to create a custom step-by-step uh, -step workflow allowing you to basically do what you need to do depending on uh, the circumstances in, in your business. So using the pipe drive and MailChimp example, you might want to, when a, uh, a new contact is added to your CRM, to change the formatting of that contact so that if somebody's put their name in, in lowercase and you want the first letter to be capitalized, you can then capitalize those letters First, first letters, and then add it to your email marketing platform. And then on top of that, tag it and potentially then add it to an email campaign. So yeah. it allows you to do a lot more than just what a native integration would allow you to do. Yeah, so I use it a lot. Um, I have used it both myself and with clients for things like uh, creating invoices in zero from things like Stripe and I use Kajabi. So I've got it for that. I've got so you can send a receipt to people, um, which is also through that. It does a lot of good integration with Gmail. Um, I also use it to create tasks and Asana. So for example, I was saying to Kelly earlier, you know, if you book a podcast interview with me, it then provides me with six or seven tasks, which is kind of make sure I've got their bio, make sure I've sent the questions if I'm going to send them in advance and all of that sort of thing. So it makes sure that, so it kind of just, and it just does it all for me. So I don't even have to think and it puts the dates in. You can set it so it's like three days after and three days, you know, all of that stuff. And it's just, it's, I have to say, it's revolutionized me being in business on my own. It is pretty awesome. There's a lot you can do with it. And uh, the possibilities are pretty much endless, actually. So, you know, yes, of course, with, with it and within any platform, you've got to make compromises somewhere. But uh, just like you've said, Sally, the, you're, you're able to automate a lot of manual and repetitive tasks that you would be doing and spending a lot of time on manually if you didn't have that automation in place. And either that or I would be outsourcing. Like I was considering outsourcing some of this stuff to someone else. And I was like, well, actually, I, I don't need to because actually, and I can also I can outsource some of the tasks, but I don't need to, I don't need to outsource the actual doing of the process. So I might allocate that to someone else to do, but actually the process itself is done for me. So that and it makes you think, I think, as well about what the process you want to have looks like. So it stops you doing it 25 different ways every time. Yeah, and I think that's one of the things that I uh, generally like to promote when I talk to people about um, improving their processes with automation. Um, it's not really just about what can you automate. It's about what are you doing now that you could do better and more effectively by taking out things that are totally unnecessary and then automating it. So looking at the initial part where you're understanding how you're actually doing something or you and your team are actually doing something is pretty important too because it's very easy to automate an inefficient process that then makes it even more inefficient <laughs> so true <laughs> but also by automating you kind of go right well I've got a standard process so I've been doing um, strategy intensives recently and I'm like right now I'm, I'm doing some new ones and I'm like right this is the process I want to follow so making notes as I go through that these are the things that I will need to do rather than going right well I'll just set up all all the 
all the zaps, as I call, to start with, and then find that actually it's not the process I want at all. Like you say, making it and more all that time spent. <laughs> oh, I know, yes, because it takes it can take quite a lot of time to set up more complicated ones. Yeah. Um, but a lot of it's quite, I think, it's quite intuitive generally. It is pretty intuitive, and it's it's pretty simple to learn. And I I I definitely think that Zapier is not just because I love it so much, but um, I know that based on how most people are trying to automate things in their business, Zapier is probably one of the easier no code automation platforms to learn. A lot of them are a lot more complicated and have less integrations. So you have more opportunities with Zapier and you do have um, a very easy process, which is just basically know what your starting trigger is and know what you want to accomplish in an action. Put those two together. One Step one, trigger. Step two, action. Straightforward. And turn it and on. And it's also trying to find, you know, go, actually, I want to do this. Can it do it? And you kind of go, because actually it integrates with so many of yeah. the kind of what I would call regular things that you'd be using in your small business and if you do it a lot of people say oh well I don't need to do that it's just me and it's like but actually if you get that set up eventually you might have a virtual assistant or somebody who might be able to help you with stuff and you can say well well, that bit actually will go to somebody else now I can allocate that task to somebody else but like or I can give the process to somebody else but if you haven't done that I think lots of small businesses mine included don't have good systems or different for processing in you know general processing I think yeah and I think it's always good to kind of look at these things holistically as well you know so if you are thinking of considering automating your processes the first thing to do really is to kind of try and break down everything so that you know how you're doing things um, and understanding the tools that you've got in place and Zapier makes it very easy for you to find information on the website about what integrates with what what the different triggers and actions are, what you can accomplish, gives you examples. So there are lots of templates that you can use as well, which are really a good starting point. Um, so it's pretty straightforward. And I think most people within a few hours, as long as you're, you know, you're using other tech tools within your business and you're okay with those, uh, those tools, for most people, it's it's something that you can set up pretty simply. And if you think about your biggest pain point, you can probably get a workflow set up relatively easy in, a, in an hour or two or less. Yeah, and things like, I mean, I think it's, there's things like Calendly set up where it can trigger you, you know, it can trigger stuff into your, into your um, email software and that sort of thing. You know, there's just so much stuff you can do that, that if you just have a go at it to start with and do something simple to start with, don't, don't have 50, 50 things that you want to do and lots of filters and all that sort of thing. Just say, well, I want, you know, when this person does this, I want this to happen. Or when this happens, I want this to happen. Yeah. It's kind of a bit like the old IF, you know, if this, then that, isn't it? Kind of. Yeah, yeah, stuff. exactly the same principle, exactly the same principle. Um, on a much bigger scale, I guess. Much and bigger scale and, and for business related, not just for yeah. personal stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like, well, if I do, you know, if somebody books in with a chat with me, do I what do I want to send them? What do I want to make sure I do? You know, all of those sorts of things. And people might say, well, what's this got to do with pricing? So <laughs> well, it absolutely has lots to do with pricing. That's it just has lots to do with pricing. I guess uh, the, the things that I 
uh, I, I think are kind of important with uh, automating your processes, really to try and understand what the benefits are going to be to you and then kind of relate that to the pricing aspect. Um, so I think the main thing is how much uh, time are you going to be saving and then how can you how are you going to be getting more from your pricing because you're spending less time on a task that's relating to, to that pricing. So I guess the best example would be um, for somebody who was pricing, let's just say 50 quid an hour for something consulting, let's say coaching and consulting, just using it as an easy figure. If you are automating something in your process that's related to your service and you saved one hour a day, I mean, this is this is one saving one hour a day on automation is is quite a lot, but let's just just for an easy calculation. So one hour a day um, over the year, so five hours five hours a week. That's what two hundred and sixty hours in a year that you'd be saving. And if you were billing out at fifty pounds an hour, that's like thirteen grand. Right. Okay. That's that. That's a lot of money. But even, I mean, saving five hours a week with automation for a small business is actually is quite a lot. So let's just say that it was going to be an hour. That's two thousand six hundred. Yeah, still a lot. Yeah, that's a lot of money. It's but a lot of money. And I think I think it is. It's really thinking about this is why I talk a lot about not pricing by the hour and pricing in packages. So that if you say it's going to be 500 quid for something and you can automate half of that process the client doesn't need to know that and you can still charge the same but it's taking you less time that's a really important efficiency in your business now whether you outsource that to the automation or whether you outsource that to someone else actually it's saving you you know if you can automate it it's actually saving you time and money yeah and and I think as well, um, like you mentioned earlier on, that some sometimes when you've been thinking about automating stuff within your business, you might have previously been thinking, oh well, I can outsource that. So if you were outsourcing that particular task that you could actually automate, you're saving money on not paying somebody a VA or another freelancer for the time that they're spending on the tasks that you're automating. And I think a lot of those tasks as well are kind of tasks that are not really adding any value to anybody. So what you want to be outsourcing are the tasks where it can't be automated very easily, stuff where actually the person that's doing it adds value. It can't just be anybody. They're doing something particular because of a skill set um, rather than just passing off tasks to somebody and going, right, well, okay, I don't want to do those you go ahead and do them kind of thing. I think it's, you know, you can then employ the right people to do, not just do a task and process a task on a little hamster wheel every time. You can get them to do much more kind of what I would call value added stuff as well. Yeah. So then, and and even with, if we related that to employees within a business, uh, by empowering your staff to automate the things that they would be doing on a regular basis, that are really manual and repetitive. I mean, nobody wants to be doing manual and repetitive stuff all the time. It's mundane. It's probably depressing on a long-term scale. 
So if you're empowering your employees and your team within the business to be automating the things that they don't really need to be doing, you're really giving them the opportunity to shine in their roles and um, add value, like you said, you know, the value added things, the human related tasks that require the personal touch. So, you know, the the one-on-one sales process, for example, I think it would be a good good, uh, example. Well, and also, like, I I mean, I've worked in finance for years. And, of course, you always used to get your invoices through the post and you used to have to type all the information in. Well, now you just send it into your accounting system and 90% of it's pre-filled for you. And actually, the person is then doing a checking job, not a processing job to make sure all the information's right and all the rest of it. And they're matching it correctly and dealing with queries and problems rather than all of the actual, pro- you know, you're not spending all the time processing and filing and all of that sort of stuff that used to take forever. Yeah. And automation still, still can show the personal touch without you having to be involved. So, uh, one of my favorite automations, which is just so, so simple, is basically when somebody, uh, one of my clients pays me and I reconcile the invoice in in zero, um, an email gets sent out to them thanking them for paying the invoice, which is just so simple. It's literally, you know, two or three steps. Well, and for me, I had that um, as well. I've got that one set up as well, but it also sends them a copy. It also attaches a copy of the invoice, yeah. which I and I have Kajabi, which doesn't have a VAT receipt. So actually, it means that people can get a VAT receipt straight away out of my, without me having to do anything. I used to get emails going, "Can I have a VAT receipt? Can I have a VAT receipt?" And he'd be like, "No, no, no, it's just, it's coming. Anymore. When I reconcile it, it's coming." <laughs> Boom! Yes, it's arrived without me doing anything. Uh, yeah, gotta love automation. Yes, exactly. I definitely do. It's definitely one of my favorite things. And I've made my whole world about automation. So yeah. exactly. So tell tell me where people can find you and find out more if they want to kind of they're a bit like I don't know quite how to get get started. Good place to find you. So um my website is called Solver. So it's uh S-O-L-V-A-A.co.uk. Um, I have a whole load of resources um, that are free to download. So if you're interested in learning more about automation, I've got a free ebook. So there's a, there's a resources tab on the website. You, it's quite clear. You'll be able to see it. it's got a drop down with all the different resources. Um, if you're using Zapier already, I've got a cheat sheet that you can get access to. I've got a few other different resources that you can download. I've got um, a blog with loads of free um, stuff on there, free content that's pretty useful. I've also just um, published a book, first book on the market about Zapier. It's called Automate It with Zapier. Um, you can navigate to it from my website, but it's, it's available on Amazon and through uh, the publisher Pact. And um, yeah, so you get loads of information about that. And I've obviously got. Um, um, a newsletter, which you can get access to as well, which I, I regularly send out content about. That's brilliant. Thank you ever so much. It's been great to chat today. Thank you. Thanks, Sally. Thanks for having me. I hope you enjoyed the interview with Kelly. Kelly and I really geeked out on all our automation stuff because I absolutely love all this stuff. And if you are 
thinking I need to make sure I do packages in my business and you haven't thought about it, then you can look at my creating and pricing your packages masterclass. If you go to thepricingqueen.com forward slash packages, that will take you to that uh, masterclass, which is £27. And uh, it can show you, and by the end of the class, you'd be able to work out how to do your packages and how to get straight and price on a fixed basis. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the show. Do follow us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and do rate and review. It makes such a difference for me um, and helps other people find my podcast. And I'll see you soon. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Pricing Queen podcast. If you did, please do leave a review and five-star reviews are obviously my favorite um, on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And as it helps me to get much better coverage for this podcast and gets more people to hear about the tips and things that I share. If you want to follow me, the best place to find me is on Instagram at The Pricing Queen. And I look forward to seeing you next week. Take care. Bye-bye.